All right. So now we're going to move into our uh, prediction portion of this podcast. Uh, we're going to close it out by just kind of going through a few categories and kind of just making some predictions, talking about what we're excited about, talking about what we're not excited about, and close it out by giving our MVP picks and our finals matchups. Uh, but first, before we do that, we're going to start it off really quickly by just talking about teams we like and teams we don't like. Um, or I should say we're excited to watch and not excited to watch um, as well. Um, Riley, kick it off uh, with a team that you think is going to be a big surprise this year. Um, big surprise. I, I, I don't even know how much of a surprise it is going to be because um, I think everyone's kind of expected them to make the leap, but I think the Pistons are going to take a pretty big leap this year. I think, They've surrounded them, uh, Cade, with actually a lot of like pretty decent young talent. And while I don't think they're going to be high up in the East, I think they could make the play-in team, especially with how much promise Cade's shown last year. I think they actually have like a, a solid chance of putting a decent team together and getting Ivy in there too, who's shown to be able to be a really high-functioning player in college. I think they're a, a team that I'm very excited to look forward to. And, and I think people are, I think people are whelmed by them. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually couldn't agree more. I'm way higher on the Pistons than I think a lot of people. Um, I think they had, they were a team I almost talked about uh, when we were talking about great off seasons. Uh, I love what they did this off season, bringing in Ivy and uh, Jalen Dern in the draft. I think were absolutely massive. You bring in a vet like uh, Bogdanovich just to add to your starting lineup put him alongside Sadiq Bey, who I also am really bought in on. I think Bey could be a great player. And you have a great lineup there. And then you add to that just the gluttony of former Knicks they have. I have to root for them. I have to like I have to like the Pistons. They have Alec Burks, Kemba, Nerlens, Kevin Knox. Go Pistons. I agree. I think they have a chance to surprise people. I don't think they're going to be a, like a six or five seed. But best case scenario, seven, eight make the play in maybe nine ten. I I really think the Pistons have that in them. And they have Bogdanovich. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That I would think that was a really good trade for them. I don't even I think they gave up like Olenek and something else. I don't definitely nothing important. Uh so definitely agree on the Pistons. Uh John, did you have a team you think could be a big surprise this year? Did you guys get into Orlando? No, we have not. I think Orlando might just be borderline Oh, it's, it might be too early, but God, they could kind of be the Cavs. I just think that Franz Wagner and Paul might be this crazy pair. Still love Cole Anthony a lot. I think they might really blow a lot of people away. That's my team for the East. And then for the West, I think I'm kind of really penciling against Sacramento to be a play team. <laughs> I made that mistake last year, John, and I'm also doubling down on it. I think they're going to do it this year. I really do. I think they made the play in, which for them is going to feel like the finals. They're just structuring their team to be a playing team. That's just all they want so bad. They want to snap that playoff drought, and maybe that'll kind of bring in more free agents. It could be like the West Coast Knicks, which is horrible, if the Knicks are the East Coast Kings, which is probably <laughs> are borderline. But yeah, they made a lot of really cool trades, and Keegan Murray is just getting a lot of hype. So I'm kind of like, let's keep an eye on the Kings. I Well, I agree too, and, and just the fact that like they're a team that has no incentive to tank. Like, they... They're gonna go guns a blazing. Just the windows the now. <laughs> like they, they really want this ten seed and would do anything for it. So, I mean, and you know what? That'd be a big surprise. Them making the play in that qualifies for this category, and I agree. And I also agree with the Magic. Uh, I had them 
uh, for a later category, but in a similar vein. Same. Yeah, I think we could get it out of the way. League pass team rally team. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I was so on them last year. Yeah, so excited to watch them. Uh, their front, their backcourt's really fun too. You have Jalen Suggs, you have Markel Fultz, you have Cole Anthony, and then you add to that Franz and Paolo, Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba still there. I think they're going to be a lot of fun, and I agree. Maybe it's going to be between them and the Pistons. I think we who we just talked about. One of those teams is making the play in. I don't know which one. I feel like the Pistons are more win now centric than maybe the Magic are, who I like better in the long term. But definitely two teams that I am excited for for sure. Um, the team I wanted to talk about quick was Toronto. They, we haven't really talked about them yeah. on this pod uh, at all yet. Uh, I just think there's a chance they could be a top two seed or so in the East. I think they're a team that's built for the regular season. Uh, you add another year of experience to Scotty Barnes, who I was initially skeptical on, but I think is the real deal. Fred Van Fleet's there. Gary Trent's there. Pascal's the real deal. Um, and all, I'm forgetting someone. Who else am I forgetting in their starting lineup? I don't remember, but it doesn't really OG? matter. OG? How can I forget OG? The guy I wanted the Knicks to get. I knew I was forgetting someone. Uh, they bring in Otto Porter. They, ha- they had a decent draft. I liked Christian Coloco. I talked about him on our draft pod. I think he's going to be a center for the future for them. I love Boucher. I talk about him all the time. He's one of my favorite bench players. Did a bob you for us, Steve. Boucher. I love those guys. I think they're just another team that's built for the regular season, and I think they're going to make exceed a lot of expectations, especially because last year, if you guys remember, they started off horrible and eventually turned it around, and by the end of the year, were one of the best teams in the league. So I think they might continue that on and be very good this year. I mean, we're getting ahead I of ourselves. No, we're all gonna be. Yeah, I think both of you guys would be okay if we were to nominate Scotty for a player to take a leap. I know he was right. Did he? Did he or Evan? He won rookie of the year, right? Not Evan. Yes, he won. He it. did. Yeah, yeah he really, but like he went. He was on fire for that second half of the year, so he might just be even be- like better this year. So he might just ride that. So I think you could still give him like the like the win for the leap category. So yeah, I'm all in on this team. As well, I like that. I like that pick a lot. For sure. All right. Uh, moving on. Was there a team that you think is going to be a big letdown this year, John? Excuse me, John. Yeah, from a letdowns, I definitely have. I have some. Let me. I'm thumbing through notes. Did a lot of research. Very proud of this. For letdowns, I'm just kind of nervous about the T Wolves. I'm a little nervous, even though I was kind of high on them. So I, think they, <laughs> I think they have letdown. I think they have letdown potential. You flipped mid-podcast. We love the mid-pod flip. But I think they're prime for letdown potential. No, I mean, I already talked about it. Yeah, me and Riley are completely different spectrums on this one. Uh, we talked about them a lot earlier. I'm glad you flipped to my side, though, at least, John, because I'm not bought in at all. I love Ant. and I, I love want that. I'm rooting for them. I think it's possible, but I think they have a lot of potential to be let down. Yeah. I think because their expectations are so high. Riley, was there a team you had for this category? Yep. Uh, John mentioned them briefly, but uh, the Chicago Bulls, I don't really – I think the East just got a lot better, and I think they started off really hot and then petered out right at the end, and they're not going to be able to start off as hot with, like, Lonzo is expected to miss at least, like, probably half the season, which is going to be huge for them because they never really recovered. Once he fell, he fell out um, – and, yeah, I don't know. I just don't expect DeMar DeRozan to continue the run he's on now in year 13 or 14 in the league. 
I don't know. I I think he, there was a, it was a cute little story, a cute run, but East has gotten too too good for him and Levine and their style of play to be a dominant again. So I'm actually out on them. Uh, I agree. I'm just skeptical because I was so out on them last year. I don't want to look like a fool doing it twice in a row and just being completely wrong again. But on paper, I who you are picking the Kings to win? To, to you're right. be well, a surprise I good team. I can't pick the Kings two years in a row to be my surprise team and the Bulls two years in a row to be my bad team. Uh, so I had to waver somewhere. But I do agree. I think there is going to be let down potential there. The no Lonzo hurts. Demar can't be as good. I don't think. Uh, Io and Patrick Williams are going to be in their starting lineup, and like those are two guys who probably should not be on the court. Um, but yeah, well, I love Io. I do like Io, but like in terms of actually like competing to a really good team, I don't think he's like it. He's not the new Finals Fred. Final, <laughs> Finals Io. Finals Io. Hey yo. For me, this one's going to sound like a surprise, especially with how much. I like this team, but uh, I'm actually going with the Grizzlies. I know you're saying, what, what? But did they really do anything this offseason? Can you name one thing they no. did this offseason? No. I don't think they did anything. And in fact, they lost their second best player. Uh, Jaron Jackson's going to be out for most of the year. Uh, but again, this isn't me saying like, oh, like I think they might miss the playoffs. But in terms of being a two seed again, I think Jaw's amazing. I think he'll carry them to a nice record. They'll probably still fiddle, uh, finish middle of the road in the playoff standings. But I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed in them just because the West got a lot better, and I just don't think they got any better and, in fact, got worse. Uh, so I just think they're going to be a big disappointment this year. Um, moving... really good, yeah. Uh, I also, what do we think about the Mavs this year? Do we think they take a step back or are we bought in? Well, I've got to say I'm a little bit uh, bummed out for them when um, Christian Wood is apparently going to be taking a bench role, and uh, he was surprised with that from a question in from like a, a commentator, and then when they interviewed Jason Kidd talking about it, and they're like, have you talked about Christian Wood coming off the bench? And he's like, no, I actually haven't, but I think a couple of my friends did, though. And he's <laughs> like, it's like, how do, you, how, do you run a, how do you run a team this way? Yeah, and I just running Dwight, keep running Dwight Powell. See how it goes, guys. Yeah, well, they actually signed Javale McGee, which is even funnier. It's like that—that's where they're starting. Uh, but it's like I just—it's another team where it's like the West got so much better, and they lose Jalen Brunson, and it's just like, did this team get better by bringing Christian Wood off the bench? I don't really know. I think Luke is special. I think he'll be in co- competition for the scoring title, uh, but. Is MVP. Dallas going to take a step forward? I'm not sure. I think they're another team that's going to uh, probably fall back a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, and, and the big point you like, just raised is losing the, Brunson, who was their second best player in the playoffs. So that's going to suck. Exactly. Love Jalen. Love Jalen. We haven't talked about the Knicks once. We don't need to, but I, we had we had special bonus pods in the offseason to talk about yeah, how we felt the, in the, the Knicks are probably going to nick this year if we had the game. Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably be just too good to tank for all these good prospects, and they'll probably be like the 11th seed and still miss the playoffs. They'll probably disappoint us in more ways than one. I am interested to see how the Brunson thing plays out because I'm more skeptical than a lot of people on how it's going to work out. But it'll be fun. I'm not gonna. We don't need to talk about it on this pod. We've done enough Knicks in the past and in the off season. But yeah, I'm with you on them. I just feel like the, I feel like every year the Mavs look whoa. Where did that come from? That little postseason run. All right, let's go, Mavs. I think like we've done that for the past like two to three yeah. years. I'm tired of it. 
Well, it's like I hate to toss Bill Simmons another bone, but he compared him to the Hawks two years ago, and it's in a team that like went on this surprise run to the conference finals and then took a step back the year after just because of oh we're this good like we don't really need to change much look how good we are and then wake up call the other teams got better and you didn't. Yep, I, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But again, Luca will blow people away. I'm not sure if this is what you have next for us, Steve, but I think he'll definitely be flirting with MVP. Oh, I think he'll be uh, in competition for that award for sure. We'll save that for a little bit, though. Um, we've already talked about this category a little bit in terms of the Magic and our favorite teams, our league pass teams, just basically teams we're just the most excited to watch. Uh, they could be bad teams, whatever. Uh, is there teams, John, that stick out to you? Uh, that you're just like looking forward to see what happens on the court out there in the beginning of the year. I have Lakers first here. <laughs> I I did it last year. I did like the the half and half deal. Like, what did the what's the season halfway over? It was half off for league pass, and I always found myself watching the Lakers blow games to like the Spurs with like twelve <laughs> left. I'm like, you guys, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you were in on you were in on the Lakers like late in the year too when the writing was on the wall. I remember that. Oh, it was a blast. I love the Lakers, dude. Um, I, I I do want to see games like you, you highlighted earlier in the pod, right? It's going to be cool to see the Warriors like roll out their young guys. That'll be really interesting. And then apart from that, I just have the Sixers. because I think they do have a really cool team. If like Harden and Joel are nuts, you're just going to have to tune into that. So nothing too, nothing too out of the ordinary. But like, yeah, I guess just a little, yeah, I guess just two opposite ends of the spectrum. Meltdown Lakers and maybe the Sixers <laughs> finally put together. Anyone for you, Riley, besides the Magic? Yeah, I'm going to say the Clippers, who we did also briefly talk about, because I'm just going to be very curious to see how it all looks. And I think the first few months are going to be really key to identify what we're expecting to get out of Kawhi and Paul George this year, what John Wall's role in the whole in the whole thing is, Ty Lue, the, you know, the, the Bill Belichick of, M- of the NBA, according to some – some of the announcers and how how he's able to make sure this all works. Um, yeah, I think they got a lot of guys, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all fits together because it right now it seems like a lot of uneven pieces to me. Oh, you know, I agree with you. I'm excited for them for sure, but um, I'm excited. Neither of you guys took my pick because I am so excited for the Houston Rockets this year. It is beyond my words how excited I am to watch them on paper. <laughs> God. You guys know, I think I've had to hyped up Alperen Sengun millions of times, how excited I am. And now he's finally going to get a starting role as the center for the Rockets. You bring in Jabari Smith to go with Jalen Green. Two, two of the more like polarizing rookies just in terms of sh- uh, shooters and like ball hogs. And like, what are they going to do together? It could be chaos. It could be amazing. I'm mean, all here for whatever. You put them with Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard. There's gonna be these guys are gonna be running up and down the court. Be yeah, they're gonna be running a million miles an hour, taking like thirty threes a game. I'm so excited for that. And you add uh, Tari Eason, who's another one of their rookies. They picked him like pick seventeen. He's been dominating the preseason and he dominated the summer league. And you throw him into that starting lineup, I'm telling you, this this team might win like four games. But God, they're gonna be so much fun. I'm really excited. I can't. Yeah, wait to- I'm. Yeah, on. I think they'll be good too. I'm excited. Jalen Green underrated. I think he is a little bit underrated. He's, he was so overrated that he became underrated. It was a nightmare of a dunk contest, but then he had a good second half. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right, players. 
give us a player who's going to be making a leap, Riley. Uh, leap of a player. Let me see what I wrote down for this one. Um, mentioned him a little bit already, so I'm just going to fire his name quick. Cade. I think Cade is the real deal. I think he's shown it. Um, and I think if this team develops into anything like we all think they will, it's going to be because he becomes an absolute stud. So um, that's probably the easiest one uh, for me. Um, and then other than that, uh, I I also did want to say like with the, the Blazers, I think Shaden Sharp is a guy who could take like be the, the standout rookie and they're going to give him a lot of opportunities in Portland that he wouldn't have at other places. And it's going to be kind of a baptism by fire. And if it works, I think he's going to be a, a really, really solid player and prospect. I like that. It's not a leap because we've never seen the man shoot a basketball before, but like <laughs> if he's good. It, well, it, it's a leap from zero to yeah, 100. If he makes one shot, whoa, what a leap this guy made. He made the shot. Yeah, what a leap um, he took. But I agree. It's definitely going to be cool to see what he does this year. Uh, John, for you, any yeah. let's, uh... let's for Josh Giddy. Just to keep oh, getting... let's go. Great choice, John. I love that, especially with um SGA being hurt to start. You know, I feel like he might just have even more control of that backcourt there. So really hyped about that. He might play well enough for the Thunder. Might be like, Giddy, you gotta stop. <laughs> you got. Another one, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Just like I think Barnes is gonna get better and better. He's gonna be more, more and more confident. I think the team around him is just really. It's pretty crazy to see a team that's just really ready, receptive, and built around a sophomore player that wants to win now. It's like if the Thunder believed in Giddy. It's cool. Yeah, um, I'm just going to reiterate, that guy is special. Josh Giddy is going to be a special player, so great choice. Uh, for, <laughs> me, for me, how many times I've talked about this guy, he's special too. It's Evan Mobley. I think he's going to be, if not an all-star this year, he's going to be an all-NBA player this year because I could see him potentially making a leap past the all-star game to all-defense, all-NBA third team. I think that's how good this guy wow. is. I've talked about it so many times. I think he's the next big thing in the NBA. Maybe all NBA is a stretch in year two, but I don't think all defense is a stretch at all. I think he's that uh, has that much of an impact on the defensive end. Uh, will be my pick, actually, for Defensive Player of the Year. Spoiler alert on a different pod. But um, Evan Mobley, I think, is my guy to take a leap. If he already hasn't taken a leap. We got to go to a Cavs game. This is a Cavs pod. It is a Cavs pod. Um, last but not least on the player front, I called this the Julius Randle Award because this was players to have a big regression. Last year, Riley, in front of both of us, was like, guys, I think it's Julius Randle. We called him an idiot. We told him he was an asshole, but he was right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who is going to be this year's Julius Randle, fellas? John, do you have any idea? I just went with DeJounte Murray just because I hate that fit so much. Like, just a big pass for his players. Who's going to score in this team? I don't know. Yeah. It could be with Randall again. He might get really <laughs> He bad. might get worse. <laughs> even even worse. <laughs> That's not a bad take. <laughs> it also just could be Jalen Brunson. He might not be that good. It's... No! <laughs> you know who could be RJ Barrett? RJ Barrett might be bad. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Ooh, that, now, it also could tasty. be Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson got paid, and now he might suck. It might be our whole lineup. <laughs> I hate the Knicks. <laughs> they really. They really are awful. Different pod, different pod. You're right, you're right. Uh, Riley, did you have anybody? Yeah, um, 
I think De'Aaron Fox has a solid chance to, to take a, a big hindsight mm-hmm. fallback. Um, in hindsight, he looked really good uh, once they traded Halliburton. He got, got just, like, cook on, like, a bunch of, like, crap teams. Now that there are, like, a little bit more expectations and he's going to be required to play a little bit more team ball and pass more, I don't know if that fits his skill set. We've kind of seen it not really work for them and lead to winning basketball. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he falls back and doesn't end up uh, improving at all. Um, he has way more. He's the main one than than more most years in the past too, which doesn't help. Definitely, definitely. And the other guy was, and maybe this is me just being a hater, but um, Tyler Hero got paid. I feel like he kind of fell off uh, in the playoffs last year. People kind of figured him out. Now he's going to be asked to be doing a lot more and being the number two behind Butler. Uh, as an offensive option. Um, I've never really trusted him to be consistent. And uh, I think the more opportunities they give him, the more streaky he's going to be. I I don't see him stepping up personally. Yeah, I don't, I actually don't hate that take. Um, We've had a serious lack of heat culture talk on this podcast, but in this category, I also had Kyle Lowry in a little bit of a different vein, whereas I was going to say it might just be it for him. Like this could just be it. We might be talking about Kyle Lowry retiring after this year. Um, and in a similar vein, you bring up Hero, I bring up Lowry now. Is this – are the Heat going to be okay this year? We didn't talk about them for basically Dude, any category, so. I know. I was going to say, I actually – they they got, like, a lot worse. And, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I just – Tucker. I feel – Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, like – I wasn't really that confident in them last year. I think they surprised us. They surprised us all, really. Um, yeah. and now again, Excuse like, crew me. is old. Oh, time out. They surprised us all. Come on. Okay, you you hold on. You did not think <laughs> they would be the number one seed in the East. Ah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But they didn't surprise me in the playoffs. No, they did not surprise me in the playoffs though. But they surprised me in the regular season. I'll take that. Yeah, they definitely surprised me in the playoffs. But um, yeah, again, like, dude, now Butler's another year older. Um, Bam is back. They, I feel like again. He had, like, one game against Boston where they finally let him, like, play offensively. And then, like, he kind of just, like, disappeared again. Um, and, yeah, I, I think they're just older. They're And they're uh, running got guys like Hero and Robinson out there still and Bruce and Vincent. And it's like, come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm the Heat guy, and I think this is the most nervous I've ever been about them going into a year. All the points you mentioned – and just like I feel like there's a lot of things in the offseason, like they gotta get Mitchell, they gotta get this guy, they gotta make this trade. And they just did nothing. They still they still have Duncan Robinson, they still have all the same guys. I think the only chance they have, which is this is not good, a not good like uh, reliance, but the only chance they have of like being really good again is if like Victor Oladipo is like back, back and like can look like old Victor. Or if Jovic is good. Yeah, yeah, but I I highly doubt that works out. But I agree. Like they need somebody to step up because like a really consistent Jimmy. Yeah, as much as I love Struess, I just don't think you can ask all of this out of Jimmy. Like it's just a lot. And like Bam, as much as I love him, he kind of proved he really can't be like a number two option. Um, in the playoffs, he didn't really wasn't able to carry that type of workload. So, uh, I think I'm a little worried about them for sure. We both highlighted two players for the step back. Um. I also had Aiton on here because he just might like retire from basketball and quit because <laughs> he hates Monty so much. Uh, but that's we've already talked about. It. Again, I feel like you need to step up before you're being asked to step back. Um, yeah, okay. so I don't know if Aiton counts. <laughs> All right, we are basically done. 
two last things on our agenda are NBA MVPs. John, I know you mentioned something in this vein earlier pertaining to Luca. Is he your I, I would never come out and like truly support him. He's just a guy I've picked to not be a big fan of. It's difficult. I'm running out of excuses. He's amazing, but he's not mine. I really just think John Moran's just – I just feel like he's just cool and has that it factor. I feel like he's just getting a lot of NBA marketing behind him. So that's kind of behind my decision. I think he may be in a, in a spot where, like, just to zag a bit, I think it is not as complete of a team with Jaron Jackson really hurt. But I think he's just going to go nuclear, like, a la, like, Derrick Rose and the Bulls in, like, 2012. Like, watch out. But please stay healthy, John. Well, he has the narrative because I brought up a team that I'm worried about and might take a step back this year. If he carries them to a two-seat again, I think, I think he has that narrative of, like, look what he's doing for this team. 100%. So that's my pick. I like that pick. I agree. I like it. Uh, Riley, what about you? Are you going to Beantown? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to. I, I was, I've been trying to think of other guys, and I, I feel like this is the one that speaks to me the most. I, I think if what we're saying, with all the the turmoil going on in Boston right now, if the Celtics are still really good in the East, it's because Tatum has taken that leap as, like, one of the premier players in the league that uh, he, sh- he showed out in the playoffs last year. And um, I think he's he's shown that he has that uh, that itch in his back and he's ready to put uh, some hardware in his closet. And uh, I think he's ready. This is it. Yeah, I, it goes along with the other narrative I brought up at the very, very beginning of this podcast a long time ago. Uh, it's just that he has a narrative of, like, if he carries this team with all this turmoil, turmoil, everything they've overcome to, like, a top seed in the East, I think – he will have the voters' respect, and he has the numbers most likely to be able to win the award. So I like that pick. And he's definitely – he's actually my number two uh, to win this award. Uh, my number one, uh, neither of you brought up, but we've talked about this team already. I think it's finally Embiid's year. I think the voters owe him. I think – really do. I think the narrative around him is just so – like, we owe this guy. Like, if he just plays games – It's like fan service. No, it literally is fan service. Uh, they really do. He's most likely going to average like 30 and 10. We talked about how good we think the Sixers are going to be. If he just stays healthy and no one like completely usurps him with like this crazy ass year, I think they are going to give it to him. I think Ja and Tatum are both going to have cases. Tatum maybe a little bit more so just because of narrative, but I think both have narratives. But I think Joel Embiid's narrative trumps both of them and just that he just deserves one at this point. And these probably should have been owed one. And I don't know if it's even right that they're going to give it to him because of that, but that's why I'm picking him. I think he's just going to end up with it. He literally might just play that. Yeah, no, I literally smack dab in the middle of his prime. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. That that that's a great call out. I was kind of being like the sun is set on Embiid to be an MVP, but no, maybe we're still we're still waiting for that. Any chance Jokic wins the third one? I don't think so. I really don't. He'd have to go nuclear and like he's already gone nuclear maybe if he averages like a triple double then maybe but i, I can't see it all right I, yeah, I'm just they might be good like they, they might finally be good so i don't know but like if he puts up the same amount of numbers that he's been putting up on a better team i just think at that point they're like okay and beat it's your turn like that i think he'd have to like average triple double or something i, I agree know. or Embiid gets hurt but whatever okay this is it the closure. 
We're finally here. A long <laughs> podcast, but a fun one and a well-deserved Two-parter. It It was absolutely amazing. But guys, who wants to go first? Who is winning the NBA Finals this year? What are our conference finals matchups? What's our finals matchups? And who's winning it all? Who wants to go first? I, I didn't even do conference finals. You, you don't have to if you didn't. But in general, who do you I, I, I'll go. I'll go first because it's really quick. It is the most boring bet. But I just see Giannis continuing to be incredibly dominant. And I kind of do see a championship pedigree out of the Warriors remaining. I see a Warriors-Bucks finals with a with Bucks in six. And I, I am going to jump don't... in here real quick, Riley, if you don't mind. Uh, the Bucks, no, go for it. The Bucks are also my NBA Finals pick. And you know why? You know why they're my Finals pick? Guys, I've been keeping track for a reason. We have not mentioned them one time on this podcast. It's and, crazy. Absolutely and, crazy. And it's not because <laughs> we've been avoiding it. It's not because there's any reason to. It's because this team is fucking stable. Stable, more stable than all the other organizations right now. Yeah. And they have possibly the best player. No, not you know what? Not possibly. They have the single best player in the league, the most dominant player in the league. And when it comes down to it in the postseason, I'm trusting him more than every single other player in the NBA to do it. And I think he would have done it last year too if Middleton stayed healthy. Yeah, no. Um I'm like I'm 100% with you. But please tell I me think, you didn't uh, pick them, Riley, because if we all pick them, that's going to be sucked. <laughs> um, I can't lie. I definitely picked them. God I, damn I, it. I, think, I think they're the best two in the NBA by hey, far. You know Bucks what? Pod. It's a Bucks podcast after all. But Bucks, that, that's so funny. That we didn't mention them once, and then we're like, but yeah, they're going to win it all. <laughs> oh, that's just how the NBA rolls, man. Um, what, a, what, a, but, what a beautiful pod. But I'm, I'm, changing, I'm changing it up. I'm I'm getting a little bit more frisky here, not picking the Warriors. And I think I may go with the Nuggets. Oh, and I, oh I, sexy. I, I think I want to, you know, just get some pizzazz going. I'm I'm going to be honest, guys. The more I looked over and did this whole evaluation, I'm just a little bit underwhelmed by what we get out of the West. And I think it's more likely than not that um some of these, like, other teams kind of, like, slip in there and, Maybe there's room yeah. for like a first timer like the Nuggets or Minnesota. Uh, no, just saying. I refuse it. I, I, no, it's not happening. Uh, that's ex- just saying. even guaranteed. Yeah, but I think like one of, like I think the combination of these four of being the Warriors, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sorry, Golden State, Minnesota, Memphis, and Denver can make it like that four, right? Well, I have the Clippers. And the Clippers. Uh, I have the Clippers. Yeah. The <laughs> because again, I'm an addict of the Clippers. Um, but I'm, I'm I have a problem. I need to go to Clippers Anonymous. Like it's really bad. Uh, but I do have the Bucks beating the Clippers. That was my official pick. Um, I, I said it earlier. I just think the Nuggets postseason wise, just something's missing. We saw them. They just like obviously they didn't have Murray or Porter in last year's postseason. But the Warriors just like played them like a fiddle. I don't know. I need it's something I need to see them back fully healthy first before I commit to them. I and also I mean I say that as if the Clippers have done anything in the postseason either, but whatever. I'm just addicted. Guys, this is awesome. I you know what I I was keeping track in my head, and I think it sounds like you were too, Steve. I think there was only one team we did not mention. It was the Bucks, wasn't it? 
literally the Bucks. No, but no, past the Bucks. Did we still forget somebody? Because I, I, I was trying to keep track a little bit. The only one that I don't think we talked about was the Nets. Oh, you're right. You're right. We did. We brought which them is up. awesome. We, we wouldn't. At yeah. one point, you're like, I don't want to talk about him. But I, like, okay, uh, yeah, I did bring up Ben Simmons briefly, but I said screw that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I don't think they have any chance of making a serious run this year. So screw them. We don't need to talk. Either. But yeah, we are an anti-Nets pod, pro Bucks pod since our start, baby. Yeah, definitely. Tears for villains. Amazing stuff, guys. That was uh, poetic. Yeah, it literally was poetic that we all had the Bucks winning. I can't believe that. <laughs> so could you imagine? Could you imagine if we took like how our thing last year was that? Hey, we're never going to talk about Utah. Like we're going to make it a point to never bring them up in our podcast. <laughs> if we did that here, with like how much drama there's going to be around them? We're like, nope, we don't care. And then we're like, yeah. We know Kevin Durant's attempted to kill Kyrie. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Oh, man. All right. Well, blessed. that will do it for our season preview, guys. Thanks for joining me. I think it went a little long, but it was to be expected. We had a blast. So I'm glad we got to do it. Uh, as this pod going long? No way. Yeah. What, 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 <laughs> what else is new? Uh, so, as always, stay tuned. <laughs> on social media at hoop means pod twitter instagram tiktok all that stuff uh the hoop means will now be back in full swing uh we have just like last year we have this pod will be uh batting lead off we'll be dropping this soon and right after it following it up we'll have a gambling season preview and a fantasy basketball season preview again just Love to it. kick off and jump into the new season uh football fiends as we know is in full swing with quarterbacks and fantasy football so the, the Fiends Network is as busy as ever, and I'm officially announcing a new podcast. Not a new network, just a new Hoop Fiends podcast. Every Sunday at like maybe 2, 3 a.m., I'm going to hop on while I'm laying in bed doing nothing. And I'm just going to call it Steve's Sunday Size Up. I'm going to come on once a week, just recap kind of what happened in the week, check out what's in the week ahead, and maybe have a few gambling or fantasy basketball takes. going to be like a 15-minute, 20-minute pod every week when I'm bored. Uh, but it's just something to keep the feed going. So something interesting. Because uh, oh, I feel like the Hoop Fiends pod lacks a little bit during the year. We have we record maybe once every two weeks or something. But uh, this will keep it fresh. So stay tuned for that. Uh, guys, again, I said it again. Thanks for joining me. And I can't wait to our next podcast. Have a good one, guys. And everyone else out there, enjoy all this content you're getting. Crazy. Crazy. So